everyone, welcome to our podcast, Coffee, Tea, and Wine. This show is about us creating a space to talk about things that we love from TV shows to movies, lifestyle, and culture. I'm your host, Chels, and this is Nikki. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Coffee, Tea, and Wine. So this is our, I guess, season finale, episode um, 15. It's kind of weird being here. <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> because, I mean, I, I understand why you're saying that because we've been talking about doing it and to know that it actually got done. And right, we've gotten this far. It's just, it's ironic, but also <laughs> a good thing at the same time. It's kind of cool. Um, I feel like with this particular thing, because we've been talking about, like, you know, just throwing the idea around, like, in as in a joke, like, hey, we should do a podcast, you know, um, I think we'll be good at it, whatever. But it was more like in a joking matter uh, until we finally decided to kind of be serious about it. And then moving from being serious about it to actually doing it, it's kind of like, oh, wow, we're doing it. And now coming to, like, at least the end of our, I want to call it season, first season, it's just like, oh, wow, we actually did it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of mind-blowing. I, um, But we actually have to let our friends know that we have <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. Because I'm still kind of like on the fence about it. I mean, we have to. I feel like I'm just gonna throw it, um, throw it out there and just run. Like, put it out there and be like, don't ask me no questions. If you want to listen, listen. If you don't, don't. And just good. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say you wasn't gonna say it like that? Because you've put a lot of work into it, and you don't. Wanna... I mean, I don't know. I'm just gonna put it out there and be like, hey guys, I've had a whole baby that y'all didn't know about. I'm now I'm sharing it sharing it with you guys <laughs> oh gosh anyway what have you been up to oh work trying to do little things here and there to keep myself occupied and sane at the same time yeah I feel you um still really can't go anywhere um in New York City indoor dining definitely seems like it's never gonna happen which I'm not even mad at I I just realized I really am okay with how quarantine is how because I I don't know I I'm just working home and I see my close friends and then and my family and that's it I don't I don't have the urge to actually be inside of a restaurant as long as I can still kind of get the food and now if the food wasn't you know accessible mm-hmm. it would have been like oh this is hard but the food is still accessible I'm okay to be honest I'm not really and I'm not saying you know this is how other people feel because everybody moved different but for me I am just I'm okay I'm okay with it um the only thing that's really annoying me right now so I get this thing I get a heat rash every summer so annoying (laughs) um I thought it was only kids who got heat rashes. I'm a full-blown adult. <laughs> no. I know. And 
the thing is, it's the one thing that's like, oh, if if I could pull my neck off, I would. Um, I get it every summer, but as soon as it passes, I get I forget about it. Then the next summer comes, and it's it's like clockwork. Mid July, August, I get it. I'm confused at what it is, and then like. I get a click in my memory, like, girl, you get a heat rash every summer. Don't you remember? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and every summer I go through this cycle. It's annoying. If anybody who knows what a heat rash is or ever had one, it's the most annoying thing. I get it in the same places. I get it on my face. I get it on my neck. And the fact that I get it in locations that are exposed to the sun makes it even more annoying. <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night. With it just like itching me really, really bad. It's just like for the last two, no, week and a half, I haven't slept well because of this one thing I get every summer. Well, I don't think I've had, ever had an issue like that before. That should be uncomfortable, especially it's the, really uncomfortable. The way how this week was, it was really hot. And it was hard for me this week because. The thing is, I always get it when uh, summer is like at its peak, where the humidity is on ten, and the, we're in our like the time that we're getting heat waves. I always get it at that time every year, um, so it just makes it even more unbearable. So it's just like I know for a fact it's gonna be a few weeks for it to go away, and like you really wake up with like trying to tear your neck off or your face off. It, everything always itch. You try not to itch, but you can't help it because it really does itch in a bad way. You put cream on it, and then it wears off, and then, or you can try ice. It's it's just it's very uncomfortable. I'm ready for this heat wave and this humidity to be done with. It's like yesterday. I was just thinking to myself, like, why do we crave the summer so much? I love summer. To be honest, like as I. I would never say I don't want summer. I just don't like humidity. Mm -hmm. That's regardless if it's summer or winter. I never like humidity because if it's in the winter, you get that wet cold. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's when we go into these heat waves, that's, that's when summer becomes kind of unbearable. I, but outside of that, you will never hear me complain about summer. I just, I, I guess you could say, I could say the same. It's more of a heat issue and humidity issue for me. But I think I like, fall better only because well fall fashion is obviously the best and right you get nice little scarves and jackets and you know nice little accessories and summer summer does give you a, a different style but I just feel like this summer really hasn't been a true summer because it's either it's really hot or it's raining all the time <laughs> It's also you can't not a true summer because you can't go anywhere. Like, yeah, like yeah, but I'm just saying, like, even if you want to, you, you could go places as long as it's like ex so like accepted for quarantine. So it's not like we. It, it but wasn't that's, like that's how it was now. now. That's part like you know recently. Um, so I ha I love watching YouTube, and a lot of times I just have it in the background, and I don't know, you know, like once one video ends, it kind of automatically starts the next video. So I will see influencers and YouTube people do like summer hauls mm -hmm. and spring hauls. And I'll be like, where are y'all going? 
and this was the height of but no 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 but this was the height of quarantine yeah because they gotta do stuff to keep content so people right i understood that because i i i always said it in like a joking form because i knew this is their job right this is their job this is what they're doing this is what they do for a living so i i always kept that in my mind but as in like a joking way so i'm like okay but where are we going i mean what the outfit is cute girl but you about to take that right off and go back here in your living room, on the couch, and watch TV. Um, I just find, found that really, um, you know, how you can tell, like, times don't match with, like, with certain people's career path, in a, in a sense, in that moment, because you do hauls to show people what's, you know, in season, what's for the fashion, but we're in the middle of a pandemic, and no one is going anywhere. Um but like I said, I knew I know this is their job and they still have to keep their viewers coming back and interested. But I just always found it funny. Like, I would watch it and I'm like, oh, that's cute, but we ain't going nowhere. All, all I'm thinking in my head is like, pe- people are finding stuff to do, so they are still dressing up, going places. Well, now. But I'm, yeah. but I'm no, saying no, no, from, I don't know what you're saying from like March and April when nothing was going on. It's a it's at a standstill. But I'm saying like if you're limited to just outside and every time it rains or it's blazing hot, it's not it's not conducive to what's going on. It's not conducive to to you dressing up all the time because, like, perfect example. Last week it rained like every day. If you really wanted to go eat, you can't be you. You can't do nothing. Like these restaurants having their little makeshift outdoor gazebo or whatever they're trying to do to keep people. That's not the the way how the rain was c- coming down hard and the wind was blowing. I would not want to be outside to eat. But isn't this normal for summer though? At a certain it's point like, it's no. always raining? No, I feel like you get that more in the early part, like when sp- either spring or when s- like early summer. Like normal now it usually is just hot, like straight hot. You get all these I always heat. feel like it, it eventually like this was like the leading up to hurricane season and will just start raining. But I mean it really doesn't matter to me. Like we said, like it's really not the summer because right. Either it's, we can't go anywhere. And if we wanted to do something outside, it's raining. Yeah, It's stopping you from doing it. So it's like, that's what I'm looking at because you, it it doesn't necessarily, like I'm saying, like you could have a little barbecue outside, but if it rains, you can't do nothing. So it's like, that's what's putting a damper on it. At least if you knew like, at least if it's a situation where you can at least go inside, like, forget the whole um, coronavirus. If you know, like, regular summer, you outside, outside's not happening, you could go indoors and still do something, regardless of the weather. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's like, this pandemic just places us in an awkward situation because if you want to do things now and you're trying to find outdoor stuff to do, you can't do it because... It's either the weather gonna stop you, or I don't. The weather's gonna stop you, or whatever. Everything else being closed indoors is gonna stop you. So and also, like people are still congregating outside, depending on what you want to do. Like, let's be serious. I've seen some places. I'm just like y'all wilding. Um, people are gonna be people, and they're gonna flock to each other. <laughs> That's the only thing I can call it. Um, 
So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll see as this progresses, this goes on. Um, fall is on its way. Uh, still looking at my closet, like, I feel bad for you article of clothing, articles of clothing. I haven't worn much of you. It is what it is. I feel like New York makes it Maybe because I'm because we're in two different states, and it's like over here, it looked like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like when I'm like talking about it, it just seems like it sounds foreign to you. But it's like, I when was when was it? I think I went to Walmart the other day, and they had like a restaurant outside. People were sitting outside. They were doing karaoke outside. So it's like I see people doing all these like different things to kind of accommodate people wanting to do stuff by creating spaces that are not really considered conventional. So it's like, to me, I'm just like, okay, everything seems like it's back to normal. Even like indoor, people are doing the indoor dining, but I'm not seeing a lot of people actually inside, like how they are outside. Yeah, because I think you guys got indoor dining. Yeah. But we don't, so. And even the mall, because somebody was saying to me like, oh, you have the, the malls by your opener. And I'm like, yeah, they've been open. like, and But it's like I'm saying, it's still not to the point where a lot of people are in there so people have been social distancing properly where it's not this overflow of people and you feel so uncomfortable that you don't want to be in the same space as them so to me it just seems like it's it seems like it's just normal now but everybody's wearing masks and it's and when I'm in the city it's like overload but again it, it probably has to do with just the population being so high and really don't having enough space to do things. I don't know. Right. Because we don't have um, the malls either. Because the mall by me, the stores that are technically outside, those are the ones that are open. But the ones that are like techn- that are in the mall, those are not open. Really? Um, yeah. <clears throat> I could have sworn I saw somebody in the mall the other day. Like the maybe, maybe they were in a, another state. Yeah, or in Westchester. I think the mall, the malls in Westchester are open. The mall in Westchester is open. The malls in New and York that's City. Another, that's another thing too. It's like there's New York City and then there's New York State. So it's right. like New York State does totally opposite of what New York City is doing. Because I think when New York City was still closed and I went upstate, people were doing the outdoor dining stuff before they even started in the city, and that was well into like May. Yeah, because they were starting their phases before we ever yeah. started our phases. Um, so yeah, they because I think they're in phase. They were in phase four, two weeks ago probably. Mm-hmm. So, but we and but I think we rolled into phase four last week. But they took out because phase four including included dining, it included gyms and stuff, and but they took it out. So there's we're in phase four, but technically partial phase four the gym the gym situation i could i feel like they could do without that because you people sweat too much at the gym and people rarely used to clean the machines off when they're supposed to because like i practice to clean the machine off right after i use it because i know and all that heavy breathing yeah so i just feel like it's it's gonna be hard to regulate that i don't know how they're gonna do that what are you gonna limit how many people come in the gym at a time and how many people use machines or like, do you yeah, or do alternate the machines? Yeah, like that's probably the only way I think they're gonna be able to do it because it it's gonna be hard. 
and the the um gym ratio is normally lower in the summertime than it is in the wintertime anyway so I don't know well we'll see um so prayers are going up for Tamar yeah that's some bad news I don't know I don't know what to think of it because I don't know what she's going through currently but it's never good to hear when someone tried to take their life, regardless of what the situation is. Right. I mean, I hope, um, well, I did hear that she sent some, you know, coded type of text messages to her family and mm-hmm. stuff. But I do hope, like, you know, whatever help she needs, she's going to get it. Um, especially when you're in a family like that, that is um, very out in the public all eyes are on you so and then then she had like a very public divorce from Vince and stuff so I hope whatever she's going through at the moment um she gets help and and whatever the help is um family support medical support um because I love Tamar and and I mean there were days I was like Tamar get on my nerves but that girl can sing and it's not even like she get on my nerves I just felt like she was just being her all the time and I could respect that it's like you, what you see is what you get from her uh-huh. and that's what I always liked about her and she didn't care about people's opinions so it's like that that saying check on your strong friend is really a true thing because I, I would never have thought that she would pro- she would do something like that only because she always just struck me as this person that knew themselves and was living in their truth in a sense even after like she cut her hair and did all of that like that was like her liberation for me so I just would never think that she would do something like that I, I also do feel like your quote air quote strong friends I feel like I kind of I kind of fall in that category as mm-hmm. like the strong friend and I feel like we are the ones that people always think there's nothing going on in our lives um, mm-hmm. or we're good at coping with things, not knowing that like, yeah, we will give great advice and we will like, you know, look like we are, you know, cope or manage things well and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, and then at times people are use us as their therapists. Mm-hmm. And then, and it's just like, at the end of the day, you're just like, okay, I need to take off all of that off my shoulders. Um, and then sometimes you, there, there are moments, sometimes you feel like the, it's not reciprocated with the checking on us, the, how we check on other people. I, um, I don't know if that would make, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it, it does. But, it does make sense. But um, I feel like because we do a good job and I don't even think it's pretending because it's not. I think it's really part of our personality. I think we do a good job with, you know, making sure everyone else is okay and making sure everybody else is good and then still trying to be able to do that for us, for ourselves. It becomes draining because what did I tell you one time I was just like everybody can't be my friend because I invest in my friends because if I'm investing everybody else what what I have left for myself Mm -hmm. um and I take and I really do take that to heart I don't 
when um people was like, oh, you know, we're great friends and we're great friends. And I'm like, well, yeah, we can be friends, but you're more of an associate for me because anybody who I do consider a real friend, I tend to try my best investing in that in that friendship and, you know, being able to be there for them if they need me because I am one of those people. But if I'm doing that for everybody, and I'm, there are people who probably can do that, but I know for me, if I'm doing that for everybody, at the end of the day, you feel like you're <laughs> tired and worn and like, you're just like, okay, so how I'm going to make sure I'm good. But one thing I do tend to see with like the quote unquote strong friends is that there will be times when you try to hear them out or see what's going on with them and they won't necessarily share that with you because they're so used to keeping things to themselves and figuring it out or working it out on their own so I don't know if that's a mechanism where that's a part of the trait but then when it gets so bottled up and then it turns into something like this do do you blame yourself because you didn't try hard enough to like find out what's going on with them because I don't know because I think also I feel like a part of that is because people don't normally do that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so when when someone asking you about a situation or how you're doing whatever it's not normal you're you're you know your baseline is like I'm good yeah um but I feel like if it was something that was on a regular basis where that person will f- probably feel more comfortable of like being able to share it, it probably wouldn't be the same. I don't know. I just feel like when it's not a regular thing, your automatic reaction is like, I'm good, I'm, I'm fine, everything is okay because you're so used to taking care of things yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, if it was something where a person would ask to that question on a regular basis or whoever is in your life, you'll be more comfortable of sharing. Because I think sharing is also a comfortability thing. That's true. Or And, and also when you feel like you're ready to share because my right. is too heavy at that moment. And you need, sometimes you need to just let it sit there and, you know, dissect it yourself before you even start to communicate what you need to communicate to somebody else so from that perspective yeah um so another person Kanye West what do you what do you think about this whole situation I don't want to talk be on it for too long I feel like a lot of people have like talked about it there's been think pieces or whatever um but I know like you might have your own two cents on the whole situation I I really feel like well, he's he's they've mentioned that he's bipolar in the past, so I I really feel like this is him being manic, and it's sad because like I've I've always said like I loved him music wise, like I loved his creativity. I feel like he's a really good artist producer, and he's paved the way for so many people. And it's just sad to know that, like, such a creative mind is, is quote-unquote, being wasted, if you could say. Because, like, I just feel like if you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to deteriorate. And I understand his wife is saying that, you know, there's not much she can do 
at this point because of laws or whatever and she really don't want to speak on his health because it's it's his health and that's kind of like which I get but I don't know I feel like they're not trying hard enough to institutionalize him but I do feel like because you know um, the laws are different in in every state so I think for I think for California and I think how does that work if I remember correctly with with him and them it's almost like you have to wait until he's like harmful to himself mm-hmm. before they can actually do anything um which I I feel I feel really bad for um bad for him because with somebody like Kanye you know and like you and I we can come to the conclusion that he's in a manic state um when you have that much power, that much, uh, you know, weight, access, you know, it's, I feel like it's harder to get him to, like, take his medicine or go into a facility to get treatment because, one... I'm not saying this is Kim and the family because I do believe Kim wants him to get his help seeing that, you know, we do share children together. I have to think of the kids. But at the same time, um, also, there are other people around him who's going to be like, yes, 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 right? Because their livelihood depends on him. And when you are this erratic and going through this state, I feel like no one wants to be the person to be like, no, because then who's going to say he's going to turn around and was like, oh, you're off my payroll. This is, you know, this is the end of the line for you. If I know that you're the reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, with him. And the type of person that he is and the t- like the way he, the type of artist he is, he thinks he's probably in the most creative moment of his life right now. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Like he probably thinks he's thinking of the, his best ideas and he's, he's doing amazing work, not realizing, of course, us on the outside looking in is just like, no, you're having a whole episode. But for him, it, it is probably, it, he doesn't see it as a, having an episode. And you've said this too, like people who are like bipolar and sometimes people who have, issues like this when they go into medicine they always say like oh it brings me down it crushes my creativity but what is the alternative if you don't get better because like the longer you are in this manic state the worse you're gonna get mm-hmm. and that's what I'm that's, that's my point exactly but he can be institutionalized for up to 72 hours there's voluntary and involuntary psychiatric hold so I don't know how many times that's that's happened. I can't. But I don't know what the laws for that particular thing is in in Cali. That's what I'm saying. That's what it is. You can get you if if you feel like that person is unstable, they can be placed into a psychiatric facility involuntarily for seventy. He has a history. I know there's an involuntary version of it, but what is the basis of it being involuntary? Is it to where like he's being like. Um, harmful and that's when they take him 
You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what is that? That what is? Where is? Where does that line? Um, where where's the line for that particular thing? Because I, if that was the case, I feel like he would have been there already mm-hmm. in the involuntary part of but it. That's what I'm saying. How do we know that it hasn't happened? Because they only share what they choose to share. Well, true. So it maybe it's a situation where he does it, comes back, goes back to doing the same things again, and then you know the cycle repeats itself. So I don't know which. And like I heard some, I think I read something on Twitter where someone said like she needs to stop, kind of you know dumbing it down because a lot of times when you act a certain type of way, she's saying like, oh, he's a genius. Like she's trying to make it seem like. It's accept like his behavior is acceptable, and I feel like if you're doing that and making him feel like what he's doing is okay, he's gonna continue to do it. So at what like where do you draw the line and say like we have kids involved? So it's either you're gonna get the help you need, or I'm gonna leave. Like she, well, he already, but he's already said he's tried to divorce her before. I just, I, I think I'm at the place where with me. And you know, I don't care for the Kardashians. I'm over where I'm like in the space of blaming Kim. Same. I'm over them. I'm just thinking about their kids. That's what I'm, I'm thinking about the kids too. I'm, I'm not saying I'm over them. Well, I've been over them. I'm never, I was never for them. But I mean, strip away the fact that they're the Kardashian and he's the he's Kanye West, just as like a husband and a wife. I I'm over like blaming, trying to see like the placing the blame on her. Because at the end of the day, I just feel like and I hope, like, I feel like she probably has tried, but like I said, when you have a person like Kanye West who has the money, who has the access to pretty much do whatever he wants and have the other people who are around him who are yes people, there's literally only so much you can do. But then, and, and, I, and then again, I don't know what exactly the law is, because I think um, here it's Psychiatric Hold, in Cali it's 5150, and I don't know where's the line of you can just take somebody in because I think they used to be able to do that back in the day, but mm-hmm. it it did it wasn't a good thing, so they had to like you know bring that law, rein it in a little. But but whatever, but him like putting him aside, he doesn't want to take care of himself. Fine, but I'm just saying you're still going around, going around with him, making it seem like his behavior is normal, like you're normalizing his behavior. That's what I'm granted. Just- but I don't think she's doing that anymore. I think she I was trying not, to but stay safe. Said, but that's what I think she was trying to stay face. And I think that's the thing about when you're a celebrity, you're trying to stay face and you know, not bring down your brand. Because you know, I feel like we all know, like when you get to a certain stage in your your celebrityness, if that's even a word, you become a brand, and it also comes, you know, when your brand is literally tied to my brand, mm-hmm. especially when you're married. So I feel like then it was more of. I'm trying to protect what our brand is, well, but now you shit. can't even do that anymore. I'm sorry. I would be like, I'm, I'm, I can still protect my shit and still not be around you. People find excuses for shit all the time. It's part of my French, but it like we Beyonce and Jay Z had a whole freaking separation for how long, and knew, nobody knew about it. And he said she was like halfway across the, and he was trying to get her back. So. And nobody knew about that. So I'm just saying, like, if she really wants to do something about it, she could have not shown up to any of those concerts that he's doing or whatever, sneaker release, the the clothing line, all that stuff. You don't have to do it because that's that's his brand. That's not her brand. That's his brand. But they're still married. 
the difference between the difference between jay-z and beyonce they both were keeping their their, their stuff private they mm-hmm. on both sides but when you have one person on the other side being mad lot about it it's not private anymore that's the difference I don't know. I'm looking at it totally different because at the end of the day, anybody's losing in this situation is him because they've been married for over 10 years. So according to California state law, when it comes to marriage that long, she's probably going to end up getting a lot of money if, if, if he really wants to divorce her. And I'm pretty sure I think it's like something to do with like a prenup, like how the laws is written over there for like prenups or whatever. But I, I'm just looking at it. If anybody's gonna suffer, it's gonna be him and not her. I think, yeah, I think he's still gonna he's gonna suffer. But I just, I just feel like your brands are still um, are gonna even if she was trying or not, people are gonna still like, what is Kim doing? What is Kim doing? Like I said, I'm I'm not in the mindset anymore of like blaming Kim or blaming a woman for the what how a man acts anymore it's just like one of those things where after a while it's just he yeah, needs to I'm get the blaming, help that he needs and he and, and somehow they need to or the laws or something has to change before he actually end up hurting himself because like I said the longer he's in this particular state and not getting the the assistance that he needs to balance him balance him out it's just going to it's just gonna I'm, go from I'm, bad to worse, I'm not and then and then there are more people. It's gonna like it's gonna affect a lot more people. It's gonna affect the kids even more than probably how it's affecting them because because who knows? Like Kim is probably more worried about how I'm gonna shelter my kids from what he's doing and how is he acting but, at the but moment. That's my point exactly. Like I'm not blaming. I'm in no shape or form am I blaming her. I'm just saying that when you're if a person is acting erratic like that and you're you basically are there by with them side by side it's like you're condoning that behavior because of because of publicity or start a superstardom that's trash to me then you don't care about you or your kids but it's like now when it's getting out of hand and he's out here talking about you recklessly online now you want to make a statement because I feel like if you didn't say, of course, like what, what else do you expect? But like, that's what, what else I'm do you from them. And at the same time, when you have like a ma- when you have Chris as your manager, everything is a spin. I get that, but everything that's what I'm saying. Like she's so allowed point, it to get to a point now where you have to say something because you've been letting him do him this whole entire time. So now when he calling out, calling you out your name, you have to have some statement ready to to back up what he's saying. Or, or to counteract what he's saying. That's all I'm trying to say. It's like this whole, he's been acting like this for years, four years. This is not yesterday. This is not the day before. And every time she tries to dumb it down and it's getting worse. So I'm just looking at it like, you should have been stopped messing with him on that type of level if you was really serious about his health and how it's going to affect your family. But like you're saying, they want to think about the brand. So let them continue to think about the brand and see how how much it's gonna it's gonna pay off in, in the long run. Well, I don't know. This is something to watch. Um, I don't want to say something to watch, but like I said, I just hope he gets the help he needs, and somehow there's somebody's gonna be able to like talk talk to him and be like you know, in a loving manner 
Because I feel like if with him, like, if you try to attack attack him, he's going to make it seem like, you know, you're not, you don't have any good good intentions mm-hmm. toward, towards him. So I feel like he needs somebody who he respects and somebody who is able, able to just talk to him and be like, hey, you know, let's, in a, in a way of like, hey, let's try this. Let's, let's go here. Let's see what we can do change the doctor if the doctor needs to be black i don't know like you you know like whatever the the any means necessary to make sure that it, he doesn't like hurt himself like i said i feel really sad because i don't think it's 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 funny only because not only because but because i have seen people making fun of it and because i've worked in psych before and seen it firsthand I know like granted he's been doing it for a while but at the same time I know he, it's almost like I'm looking at you and like people like he's acting crazy he knows he's doing this doing this thing but at the same time he it's almost like he doesn't know he's doing it mm-hmm. if that makes you know what I mean it's, it's like he doesn't he really doesn't know I have seen it where like Somebody goes through a manic episode, and they come out of it, and they have no they idea what happened. Most of the time, they don't remember. Most of the time they don't remember. So, and and that's the part that I and that's the part that for me that feels bad is like, you know, outside of like I said, like strip him of being just Kanye, just looking at him as a human being, like looking at him and, and just say like, yo, I honestly in my core court knows that he does not know what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, and then it. If we're thinking about it to that extent that you're in a manic state and you don't know what you're doing, how do we know like when you're in a manic state and you're around your kids, it don't turn into a situation where you end up harming them? Right. That's that's how I'm looking at it. I'm not looking at it like, oh, you know, he he he's doing whatever he's doing and that's his business. I'm just thinking of thinking about it in the sense where if he's at this level where nobody can't talk to him and how dare you say you can't be around I can't be around my kids like I'm pretty sure he's he has alone time with them but how do we know it's not in a manic state and he's acting a certain type of way and then something end up happening happening to one of them that's 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 how I'm looking at it because I've even I've heard stories about people being bipolar and people can't even finding them for days so right and like i said with somebody like him who have access who can just get up and go wherever he wants because he probably has just people he could jump on a plane and fly here jump in a car and go there and whatever mm-hmm. and that's the dangerous part that's literally what the, the, the dangerous part is takes your kids um, on a jet somewhere you don't know and then <laughs> he's gone somewhere you can't find him and if he's not taking it i'm telling you he's deteriorating more and more he's deteriorating so I can only hope that this he was before and now he's just like off of it for a little bit. But I'm just saying, like, I, I'm praying that he's he's going to do the right thing, because like I said, he's it will be a terrible thing to see like a mind like that go to waste because Kanye West really is a good rapper, whatever you want to call him producer like he 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 does good work but I don't know like I always think about that scene where people always say like 
you know the people that tend to be creative always have like a little like a little insanity in them it's almost like to be great you have to be a little crazy almost like the brain can't take the overload of the greatness or like too many neurons are firing off at the same time and things are like slightly misfiring or something like it's almost I feel like it's kind of it's almost like that like that's how I kind of see it but you know let's just lift him up in our prayers and that he will just get um, the help that he needs so um your girl is pregnant I knew she was pregnant though. Didn't we hear rumors are going around about Nicki Minaj Every being pregnant? I, I hear people talk about Nicki Minaj. It's always about the guy that she's with or Meat Mills. Like I've never paid any attention to where I've heard anything about pregnancy. I I pre, I'm pretty sure I remember I'm hearing people saying that she she was um there was rumors going around about her being pregnant, but also in the recent video that she had with Takashi six nine, that crayon looking boy. Um, she looked different. Like she, you know, the boobs are extra big to me. <laughs> like <laughs> I just saw pieces of it. I never really watched it fully, but you know how somebody is like pregnant, and there's something about like like they say they yeah. got that extra glow. Like I noticed that about her. I was just like, hmm, you look different. Like. You're glowing a little, and the boobs are extra, a little extra big, and the the skin was looking a little extra, like touched. So when I heard that she was pregnant, I was like, I ain't surprised. I kind of had like a feeling, inclination that she was. I had no idea, but I'm happy for her. I hope she has a healthy baby. Do you think her having a kid would like calm her down for her from her little? No, (laughs) I feel like that's just her nature. She's probably going to be even worse now because she got a kid. Expe- worse if that's going to be a girl. Lord. It's a girl? Did they say it? Right. What's the sex of the baby? No. They didn't, they didn't say what what the sex is. I don't think she came out. I think she just told, you know, let everybody know that she's pregnant. She didn't tell what the sex of the baby was. I didn't really like her photo shoot. The only one I liked is the one that she looked like she was like yeah, out too. in nature. She had this little... And she was she was looking real ethereal, but the one that she was covered in like cotton yeah, candy I colors, I was like, eh. I don't know. I feel like maternity pictures can be distasteful. Yeah, like you, you have to know what you're doing. Like I get sometimes people want to be creative and be think outside of the box, but sometimes it's like you do too much and then it comes out a hot mess. I just feel like with maternity photos, you just got to keep it simple. You already got a big old bump. <laughs> they want to act like they right? don't do it all. And you just got to keep it simple. I don't I don't even know if I really want to do maternity Me photos either. while you're pregnant. Um, I think I would so I can show my kid like this is where, you know, this was you before you came out in the world. But I don't think I'm big on the idea of like posting it. Maybe like for you know keeping pictures at home on your mm-hmm. walls and stuff, and for like family. But like, I don't know. And the whole gender reveal thing—it's just like, ugh. why you need a baby shower and a gender reveal party? Why can't you do it all at once? Like. <laughs> Right. It's just like, are you trying to get multiple gifts? Or because I don't see the sense of having two parties for that. Whatever. 
Um, but I'm happy for her. And I just hope she has a healthy delivery. I wonder how far along is she? She looks like she's well into her second trimester. Yeah, she looks like she's well into that second trimester. But okay, Nikki. Um, what's her last mm-hmm. name? Miss Petty. And you oh. want to know? If you, and you thinking she gonna change with her last name like that? <laughs> right, that's true. Last name Petty. Lord. <laughs> Did you um were you able to catch the um the verses? Start, like towards the end. Um, probably like the final hour. It wasn't bad. It was cute. I didn't have the bandwidth to really watch it. Um I did catch clips this morning. All I know is DMX is me. Okay. I'm and I'm I'm the person at the club with my friends who is already <laughs> to go home. I'm just gonna sit in the back. And just wait till y'all ready. I'm not going to tell y'all I'm ready. I'm not going to force y'all to hurry up. I'm not one of those people. But I know I'm just going to be chilling in the background, vibing to the music while y'all, you know, still hyped, ready for y'all when y'all ready to go home. I feel like he was, he probably was drinking a little bit, just in a zone. Was he, was it on the West Coast? Because, you know, if DMX is from the East Coast, the West Coast is three hours behind, so he's probably like, this is past my bedtime. You know what I mean? That three hours is a big difference. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. Because uh, I, I didn't think they were going to be in the same studio together. But... Right. I and mean, I'm happy that they were. Oh, no, I, I always forget that Snoop Dogg is like a comedian. Oh, he's hilarious. Like, I always forget that. Because I remember that show that used to come on MTV, Doggy Fizzle, Tell. Doggy Shizzle, Fizzle, some whatever, whatever it's called. He had like a little comedy sketch that he used to do on MTV. And then I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, I like he he was always funny. Even his dancing, like he just looked like somebody that don't care. He's just doing him. <laughs> he don't. Snoop Dogg is in the face of his life. Like, who's gonna check me, boo? Like, like that's him. Always and like that I- though. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I love that about him because his dancing had me weak. Um, but like I said, like my favorite thing about verses is it's like remembering the songs that these people actually were, you know, wrote on. Because remember last week I was like, I don't got a dog in this fight. I don't know any of this music. But every time I, heard, I was like, I know all of this. I know all these. It's just that you, I tend to have brain freeze when it comes to people's mm-hmm. music. Um, but I really only wanted to hear DMX and Aaliyah back in one piece. That's my jam. That's always been my jam. And I was wondering if they were going to let him play it because you know how there's like a lock on mm-hmm. Aaliyah's music. Um, but I think that song is actually him and he just featured on it. Yeah, right, right. So, um, yeah, that's really all I really cared about to hear, but I knew pretty much all the songs that they played. And for me, what for me, it was almost like Snoop and DMX being polar opposites in the sense of like DMX looks out of, slightly out of shape, <laughs> and, and um, Snoop Dogg looks like he's in shape and just with all the energy in the world. Well, at least you know he's healthy because he's eating good. <laughs> He's right, right. Because <laughs> I think that's his heaviest I've ever seen him. That's like I've never seen him that size. He's always been skinny and wearing a six XL 
shirt. That's that. That's that. Um, West Coast. West Coast dressing, oversized. I'm talking about. Please don't DMX or or Dog. I'm talking about DMX. Who? Oh, well, he needs that because that belly was huge. Girl, I'm talking about back in the days. He used to always be in the biggest shirts and biggest pants, and he was mad skinny. Oh, I, every time I think of DMX back in the day, I think of him with no <laughs> shirt on because in every video he always ends up taking off his shirt. On his head. <laughs> exactly, the shirt was always in his hand. It was not, like for me, it was like, "Are you ever gonna put that thing on?" <laughs> I feel like he's like one of those quintessential hood niggas that ain't gonna change for nobody. You know, like <laughs> he's not. That's that. What you see is what you get, and that's it. He literally like he literally looks like he pulled up from the hood and was like, I'm here. Let's be serious. Oh my god. Like the way he dressed hasn't changed. Snoop Dogg too, but I mean like Snoop Dogg got more um a little bit more tailored and then more fitting. But DMX looked like he literally just left the hood and came to the session. <laughs> am I am I lying? Up on the block. <laughs> In front of a corner. Right. <laughs> I can't. No, I can't. But but it was a good it was good to hearing some of the songs because some of the songs I was like, oh damn, like there was a song that DMX had from back in the day. I think it's I think it's slipping. And he was when and listening to the words, I was like, damn, that song is deep. I did not realize how deep that song was. That's how you know like your little fourteen year old brain thinks that thing <laughs> what's an understanding feel like you grown music and I feel like that's what it is sometimes you gotta like listen to music now with adult ears and you be like cause some of it was like oh that was mad deep and some of it was like wait a minute wait a minute what were y'all was saying what was I singing yeah. you know like I shouldn't have been singing those lyrics in the first place but yeah I feel like when you get older, you got a lot of times like listen to music with adult ears. And then again, let's be serious. Some of the music, although it was, you know, um, gauged towards us, some of it was gauged towards older, you know, older adults, but it was on the radio. So you heard mm-hmm. it regardless. So, and you, and it, it was popping. So you just like, Hey, this is my jam. Not knowing like, Oh, I was too young to even be listening to this song. Like, when I was younger, I was listening to Creep. You're my little secret. What secret I got, girl? But I feel, uh, but you know what's so crazy though? I feel um, like the songs back in the days, like that, like those sexualized songs, it wasn't as forthright like how it is now. Cause it's it's more cryptic, but you kind of got the little innuendos that they were talking about. But I also feel like, okay, say those type of songs were meant for people who were in their 20s mm-hmm. at that time. But like I said, like it's because it was on the radio and you heard it, you also was vibing to it. Mm-hmm. Did you catch Fatal Affair on Netflix? I watched it. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. It was... It, uh... That, that movie was a joke. It was a joke. Although, I mean, I'm glad that Nia Long did a movie and got paid. Same thing with Omar Epps. But we've seen the storyline so many times. But I've also seen this story been told of better. You haven't heard the story told of what? 
I said I've I've seen the story oh, told yeah. better than it's this. It's kind of like they flipped the 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 um flip the roles of the woman being crazy and making the man crazy. That too, but also like is it, it it just moved fast for me. Like, granted, they knew each other from back in the day. Granted, but y'all didn't even have sex, and because you were he, just because he's been in love with her since college, uh, obsessed with her. I know, but it's just like you killed your first wife. You psychotic. She probably would have been dead too, because if she had, like, you know, pursued him the way how he wanted her to, and then. Went back to her husband when things started getting good. He probably would have killed her too. Right? He like well, I mean, he wasn't about to kill her. He really was. Because she didn't want to be with him. The daughter. Imagine right. being with him. So, in either scenario, she was about to die. Either she was with him and then went back to the husband, she was going to die. Or, the, like in the, the storyline of the movie, she didn't go with him and this he is, wanted to kill this her. This was a um, with Beyonce and Idris Elba, but just a different way. True. It it really was. It really was obsessed. Um, because to me, like, they were just saying lines, right? It, I didn't really, really see acting, acting like that. I was just like, y'all just spewing y'all lines so y'all can get this check. One of my friends said, this was filmed over a weekend. <laughs> Probably. You can't do these long, drawn-out productions no more. <laughs> Because when the daughter came home, I was like, it's been months, and the, da- the daughter still got her hair in the same two plaits. Like, girl, you could have t- taken those out. This was definitely done over How many weekend. times have you watched, like, these shows or movies, and we noticed little things like that? The budget probably wasn't as strong to get a hairdresser to, you know, pull them two plaits out and give her a updo or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she could have pulled it out and wore it wavy. At least thinking about Uh, that, but I was like, okay. And the casting call for the daughter, I was like, you don't look like you could be any of their daughters. One, um, and it just moves really fast. And and then some of the scenes had me weak. Like when she brought him the record, and they were in the restaurant. I was like, sorry, did you really have to break the record in the restaurant? Like he had he had to bring the dramatics. If that's passion and Her bliss, friend. I don't want it. That ain't passion and bliss, girl. That's razzle dazzle times ten. <laughs> that's that's that toxic shit. <laughs> that's not razzle dazzle. <laughs> but my thing, no, really, that's that toxic. My thing is the friend. Like she pissed me off, girl. You just met this man. And you were ready to like right. believe everything he said to you over your friend that you've known for years. And my thing is, right. So you're not gonna believe her in any way. She was like, is he laying it down that good that you so dickmatized that you can't believe the friend that you've had who you've known way longer than him? You've known him for what, 15 oh, minutes? These women, man, they let dudes put them in some weird situations all the time. Did she did she die? Or he just like knocked her out? See, I'm confused, right? In the in the movie, I swore he snapped her neck. But then when she was when Nia Long character was talking to the, 
the um the the police officer she was like oh she's in the hospital and she's gonna recover and i was like wait but didn't he snap her I thought neck he hit her in the head i thought he snapped her neck like he had her the way he had her head in his hand he snapped it mm. wow i don't know i really thought he hit her in the head But obviously she didn't die because the, the officers say she's recovering. Um, the way her husband, Nia Long's husband fell from the top of the house, I was like, he should have broke his back. Um, like, like, so didn't he have like, like a whole like, injury? With- <laughs> Thank you. I was like, he got that injury all over again times too. Like, that man should have broke his back. There was no way he should have been getting up and walking. But okay, whatever. We'll roll with it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Like, it's like, it's like I, I, I know what I'm getting myself into when I click play. But I still, <laughs> I still watch it to support it. It's almost like I'm already yeah. invested. I'm going to finish this. But I just wanted to know. I just wanted. I really watched it because I wanted to know how it was gonna play out. If it was gonna be the same story, you know, girl meets guy, they fall, they get do the infidelity foolishness, and then you know somebody gets crazy. But I'm glad that they didn't make her actually, you know, cheat on her husband. So that was kind of like Me too. refreshing to see. Because they make it seem like we always ready to jump into somebody's arms and straddle them. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't cheat on him. And he was so forgiving. I was like, damn. Right. I was like, that's a good, you have a good man, girl. Talking about you sleeping next to a stranger. The whole time. Um, right, and when she told Omar, Don't tell Epstein, your like, you literally, you're li-, but my thing is, you're just having conversation with him for the yes, first I'm time in years. You're already telling your business. Okay. Like, and this is where I was like, this is very unrealistic. Like nobody's giving up information like that on a she quick drink. Like killer. you know what I mean? She we all know tequila's the devil. <laughs> That's why I mess with that shit. Please patron me. Do save me. But don't give me no tequila. Hey, patron tequila. Patron? Isn't that a vodka? I'm pretty. No. I'm looking at. I'm thinking of the bottle right now. Yeah, you're right. It is tequila. I'm about to say, girl. I'm like, girl, none of that. (laughs) None of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't touch that with a ten foot pole. I'm sorry. Yeah, keep that away from me. You wake up the next day and you find out you're pregnant. Nope. Yeah. So this episode on the shy, we we found out that Keisha is alive. Keisha. And this is the only thing I want to talk about about this episode besides Keisha and um, what's his name? Kevin. Not Kevin. Kevin's friend, the one who's um, emotionally oh, mature. Papa. What is his, his real name? Aisha, the most... I don't know. I'd have to look it up. 
I'm sorry. Papa and Maisha are the most mature people on this show. Listen, you hear me? Girl was asking questions I don't even ask. I was like, let me take notes because I need to be asking niggas these questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keisha. So her scenes broke my heart only because, like, when she went to use the bathroom and he had a yeah, camera in the bathroom was, too. I was just like, wow. And then like he smiles. is. I would have been. I would, he probably would have killed me in that house because that would have been my shop that whole place. So the lights go out in the city, and so therefore the cameras run out. I'm sorry, Keisha. I don't know who wrote your scene, and I guess I guess for me is they didn't want to make it easy as like you know she gets freedom mm-hmm. that quickly. But don't make the girl be a track star. Finally get outside to run. She's in the whole suit and she falls to the ground to hug the ground instead of just running. Like, you're a whole track star, my girl. I don't know. I, like my friend said, she was there hugging the earth. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, get up. Because like, I understand it's that that feeling like, oh my gosh, I, I broke free. And then you heard this man footsteps when you was knocking the shit out of the door so you should have been knew he was somewhere near so why hesitate as soon as that door you kicked in that door run because she would have been in the street and somebody would have saw her and then he would have looked stupid saw her I'm, I, I felt really bad for her though even that scene when he was like bathing her and feeding her I'm just like yo, they got some sick people out there Sick people, but I, I'm wondering how they're um, gonna find I, her now because I think it's gonna be Ronnie. I do believe, and I oh, like I was telling you, I feel like Ronnie's gonna die this season. But him help finding Keisha is gonna be like mm-hmm. his redemption from killing mm-hmm. Kugi. So I think Ronnie is gonna be the one to, to will be the one to find her. But I think in the quest to find her, he's gonna end up dying finding her um Emmett so Emmett and him barring Sunny's place at night and I get Emmett is a hustler right I understand that's what he's trying to do to make extra money but I feel like sometimes Emmett is not smart in what he's doing because sir Sunny knows what his bills look like Right, and this is what I thought. He's gonna eventually realize his bills are going a little higher than they mm-hmm. usually do. What make you think you was gonna be able, even if Sunny didn't find out before? Because when Sunny confronted him, he was like, "I knew what you was doing. I was waiting for you mm-hmm. to come and tell me." Mm-hmm. He was gonna find out eventually. First of all, people probably talked, and the 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 word got back exactly. to Sunny already. Because let's be serious, black people talk, right? And then it's not Sonny's cooking the food. It's somebody totally different cooking the food. So that's probably another thing that probably got back to him. Like, oh, you know, there's, I think there's a different chef in the back at night at Sonny's, whatever. Especially if it's getting popular. Because look how many people but were there. But not even that. I'm looking then, at the fact that he gave him the opportunity to say something and he still And he never did. Not even apologize. He was just stuck on stupid looking at the man. And I felt like that's what what pissed him off the most because he was just looking at him like, 
I've been like I've been basically been rooting for you this whole time and I just want you to grow up and be responsible and you still out here acting like a little kid and then instead of apologizing you still looking at me stupid so I know you're not a, you still stupid. a little kid I don't know when Emmett gonna get it he must need another kid he don't need another That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he, need, he need real struggle. Because it looked like he's not struggling enough. You you living with your mom all over again. And you already have the kids to take worry about. And I get it. Like, and I and I I wanted him to, I want him to succeed because I see the drive. Like he has that entrepreneurial spirit. Like you can see it. Like you're saying he's really a hustler, but I just feel like he goes about doing it the wrong way all the time right because I mean if he came to Sunny before and came and came to Sunny with like a game plan or whatever Sunny probably would have been like okay this you would have to pay me because you're using my facility or who knew if Sunny because you know how there's rules and regulation of how you could probably run your own mm-hmm. establishment who knew if Sunny if being able to run the establishment after hours was even an okay thing to do. You probably would have got Sunny in and trouble. Like, remember, remember from last season, I believe, when something had happened to him, and he basically helped bring the restaurant back on his on on its feet. So I feel like if he had really came to him with like a real clear cut plan and tell him, you know, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to contribute however I can by giving you a percentage of whatever we made. Because he said he was behind on the rent. So I felt like if he had really done that, he probably would have agreed to it. Because he's been there for him. It's not like he hasn't been there for right. him. So he'd probably be like, you know, I could, I could give you a shot. Like, let him test it out. Even to say, like, let him test it out and see how successful it is. And then give give him the opportunity to to see you know how far it could go and then if it don't work out then he, you know what I, I at least i gave you that opportunity to try but you just did some sneaky shit and now it's like coming back to haunt you but we all know how emmett is i guess it's back to keisha's wow. house in the living room well, I mean, that's where he's at. That's where he is. That's where he's staying. So, I don't know. He no, needs I'm to talking about figure, her figure it out. Back in her house, in her living room. She had little... oh, but isn't she still doing that in the daytime? She's still doing she's it still in the daytime. Doing... I feel like Right. And then she's doing doing the extra thing with Emmett at night. Because remember, she was like, when I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um... But why can't he use um, Brandon's truck? Girl. That ain't Brandon's truck. That's Duda's truck. Oh, yeah. Duda bought the truck. Totally forgot. Totally forgot. You see how Duda stumped out that man? (laughs) I know you don't want no smoke Mm -hmm. with Duda. Yo, I feel like with Duda, it's like a a light switch flips and he just goes to crazy mode. He's a good ass actor, though. I give him that. Because one minute he's so charismatic. And then the next minute, he just turned into this whole gangster, like, and he don't even have to do too much. That's what I like about him. He don't have to do too much. It's like, yes. That's that's the type of thugs I like. (laughs) 
Spoon. That's not that's not what I you want. I still don't Stop want it. him, but I'm just saying, like, I like to see roles played like that. That's what I mean. Like, you know, and for like they know, okay, I'm in this type of environment. Yes. I need to be like this. I'm in this environment. I need to be like this. A like they could, they could adjust. <laughs> yeah. They're chameleons. Like he he can really do that. Because the whole man got a whole business. But he's Listen, stomping out I people in the back. Off the jacket. I said, sir, go home. <laughs> Back it up. Don't even talk to this man. No way. Because if you disrespect him in any way, he's gonna violate. Exactly. He doesn't like that. Because yeah. it's like that's that. I feel like that's key for him. Respect, and he demands his respect always. All I know is Jake turned into the track star that Keisha should have been when he saw him. <laughs> he went straight home. <laughs> He was like, I want. Listen, no I would have been like to my brother, "Let's go right now. <laughs> Pack up the G wagon. We out." <laughs> right. I don't care if you got the legal papers. We could be gone till I'm 18, and exactly. nobody has me. But we need to be out now. I'm, but I'm glad that Jake saw that because we know that's do that, mm-hmm. right? From previous, but Jake doesn't exactly. know that, and I've been waiting for Jake to see it. Like, no, do is not everything you think. Granted, yeah, he got money and stuff, but this man will kill because you. Because I was saying that to somebody. I feel like even though his brother was caught up, he still kind of hid stuff from him, so he really don't know about the gangster life, like how he thinks he knows about it. And Reggie's situation is child's play compared to what Duda is doing. So now he really seen some mm-hmm. real shit and it's scaring him. And I'm like, good, because you need to get scared straight. Talking about he gonna what did he say that girl Gemma? Like he he like he basically making it sound like he about to be about it when he get to a certain age. Boy, stop it. You need to chill. You need to start taking, start, you know, being serious about that public, that private school education that you're getting. Well, he ain't getting it no more for sure, because I'm pretty sure he gonna cut all them ties. Right. Um, so, what I was gonna say, next episode, I, it seems like it's Kevin's mm-hmm. birthday. Um, I really hope they don't drag out how long it's going to take them to find Keisha. Because what episode are we going to be in? I think next episode is seven, then eight. I hope they at least find her by episode eight. I'm not going to wait till the last episode of the season. Wait, for them to find we, her. Like, isn't next week episode episode five? Episode five? Six? Seven? I don't think they had seven yet. Hold my beer. You know I like saying that when I'm just like, let me find out. Oh, you're right. No, we're at episode six. Okay. Next episode is episode six. Okay. So I'm not waiting for episode eight for them to say they found her. I hope they find her before. Because we know how they are. Or they probably don't even find out this whole damn season. I can't. Let's not drag things out where it doesn't need to be dragged out. That's how I am. I just can't. I can't bother. I can't deal with it. Mm-mm. And your girl that you said, why she always in a blazer? <laughs> I, I just, I just want to know who is dressing her. She, like, she want to play the part so bad that she's 
fighting for when she gets older? Lawyer, judge, state senator. Yeah, but girl, you was going to a haunted house. Why you like she don't wear regular clothes? I feel like she's not a kid. You know those those kids that strive so hard to be perfectionists and get straight A's that they miss out on being like an actual kid. I feel like she's like one of those people. right. And when they were at the when they were at the haunted house, this is what I didn't like about her. It's just like I know you're a smart girl, but you need to play your part, right? You're not from the hood. Listen to the kids who are from the hood and say it's best if we walk down this street and not go. But she to must this have street. put their life. You know what I mean? And this is where she know he's not gonna let her go by herself. Right, and I feel like this is what Jake couldn't stand about her like how are you going to tell me what to do in my own hood like it's one thing to tell me what to do at school but this or, is my or does he because it seems like didn't we say we think that they kind of have a thing for each other true but at the same time i'm still not gonna let you tell me what to do in my own hood either. she needs somebody that's either i feel like she needs somebody that's kind of like her equal or strong strong enough to let her put her in her place because a lot of times those girls like that, they tend to, you know, respond better to guys like that. Because Kevin looked like a little yes man. I don't know how that's going to work. Oh, because he is a little yes man to her. Because if he was if he was smart, he would have been like, nah, we should not go down this block. We really need to go the other block. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, Kevin, I know you're trying to impress her. But at the same time, you know what it is it what it is in this hood and you should have just stood your ground and be like you're not gonna walk on that walk down that block it's better if we actually go this Gemma way is like, a- for once Jake is actually right we need to actually Gemma go is low way. key a Perna 2.0 <laughs> a Perna <laughs> if anybody doesn't know what she's talking about she's talking about Indian matchmaker <laughs> oh my god gosh but like you said, I hope they don't drag it out because I really hope she makes it out alive. I feel like their family, I feel like Kevin has been through too much, like suffering already with so many close people around him dying. Like for his sister to go out like that too, it's going to turn him into some next savage. I, do, is it only me, but do you see like he looks like he's turning a low key? Yeah, because remember Nigga? she was like, "Are you? Aren't you scared?" And he was like, "No." But when the dog came, <laughs> and, I mean, we all scared of dogs. The dog coming at me, I'm running. Um, but when he went to the trap house and the guy pulled a gun at him, Kevin Kevin yeah. did not flinch. So. And Jake, who's supposed to be the hood one, was ready to, like, bust out of there. Um, so I feel like all these things that's happening to Jake is kind of turning him hard. It's making him hard. So It's making Kevin hard? It, yeah, it's making Kevin hard. So, like, if, if Keisha goes out, like, if she ends up dying, I think it will be the turning mm-hmm. point for him. Like, he's going to be like, then what am I doing all this for? You know what I mean? And just probably turn into a straight street nigga yeah i agree who doesn't care who doesn't care anymore because a lot of them it's just like something happened to them in their lives and that's what make them take that particular yeah. route right so 
if Keisha goes out, the one other person that he's close with, who like yes, they're brothers and sisters, but they're actually close, it will break him. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I really don't want to see him go down that route too. Because I feel, I see so much potential in him, and he got, and he's gotten like a good opportunity by going to that school. So I just hope he doesn't turn into another Reggie or a Duda. Oh God, Duda part two. He Duda in the making. Right. Um. So. For the wine portion of of the podcast, so like we were saying, we are in our last episode for the season. Is like, there anything like you want to recap? No, nothing that I can think of at the moment. You? Not really recap, but I'm just like, I'm just glad that we kind of had the opportunity to do this and kind of like feel our way because I do feel like yeah we have so much further to go and so much more things to learn but even just being able to get my foot wet in the whole podcasting world um it's kind of cool you know it's kind of like stretching your muscles and doing something different because you're so used to doing one thing and then you're doing something totally different you feel like you're like treading water because you're not used to what you're doing, but finally getting the opportunity to do so and kind of getting used to it and learning new things. Like I learned how to edit, never never edited a day in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, um, being consistent in launching an episode every week, although there have been some times we've been like off on a day or so, but the fact that we were able to be consistent on a regular, on a weekly basis, I love. Um, and I'm just kind of excited for like the next season. That's when want to start. Uh, is there anything you kind of want to do next season, or what you want to change, or goals you want to do next season? I don't mind like having other people on the podcast, like like have like like guests. But I know sometimes that's kind of hard to do, especially now that we can't all meet in a space sometimes I don't know how that's gonna pan out mm-hmm. but it would be nice to have like another opinion like on certain topics as we go along because I'm pretty sure we might change the the layout of things of the things that we talk mm-hmm. about sometimes there's more serious stuff that we want to talk about and having another opinion about it can be an eye-opener for some people yeah um i think having guests on of course probably not every week but being able to have guests periodically will be cool um be i think i want to try to i don't know because of course these are conversations we're going to have be more topic based by episode of course we're going to talk about like things that's going on in the world but have like a oh, we're going to talk about this particular, or dating this week um, on this episode. We're going to talk about relationships or this on this episode, whatever the case may be. Um, that would be cool. But yeah, I kind of feel like this break will be great for us to like brainstorm, being able to like figure out 
if how we're gonna shift and pivot, what COVID is gonna allow, um, able us to do. Because I'm pretty sure we thought at one point, like, oh, by the summer we're probably gonna be in a studio, but no, we're still recording at home. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure a lot of people thought that by by summer or by hopefully by fall they were gonna be able to be in a studio and you know doing their podcast or whatever the case may be but still have to be able to navigate being Mm -hmm. at home um and when you're at home you also have to worry about so many other factors like outside noise you know your neighbor (laughs) outside and inside noise yeah you gotta worry about outside and inside noise and stuff like that and you know you know when you're listening to edit you're editing and you're listening you can hear like the little other things that's going on around you so um yeah so hopefully next season you know we're on bigger and better but I I am proud of the work that we did do this season um like I said it's one thing to um you know throwing around as jokingly to finally actually doing it and having it out in the world because at the end of the day like we actually recorded and pushed mm-hmm. it out um so i gotta say it's kind of cool and it's kind of also crazy it's like a surreal moment to know like hey we actually did that yeah i agree any last thoughts no i'm excited for the break i feel tired <laughs> like i feel like i need a break break well I feel like with you and me we have work we have other responsibilities and then throwing on a weekly podcast at the same time is it's a lot because I feel like your brain is consistently going if you're not thinking about one thing you're thinking Mm -hmm. about something else and if you're not thinking about those two things you're thinking about something else I feel like that's it I'm excited for the break too because I mean personally we know what each both of us been doing this whole time with outside of the podcast and outside of work so yeah the break is very much so welcome I need to go find um, luther spot <laughs> find our yes. luther spot um i want to veg out a little and i'm okay with saying that you know just just letting the brain just relax although there's i do have <laughs> I, I can't. I feel like I'm just one of those people. I already have a to-do list of, of things I need to get done in this break, but they're not time sensitive, mm-hmm. but I would like to get them done. So I feel like that makes it easier. Um, not feeling too stressed about them because, like I said, they're not time sensitive, but I would like to get them done and out the way. Um, so, yeah. Once again, thanks for listening. You know, hopefully in the future we'll have a lot more content for you, a lot more things that are entertaining um you know like we said we're gonna have be on a little hiatus and when we get back next season I'm not sure when when next season's gonna start when do you think we want to pick that back up girl I don't know I'm not trying to tell these people and they'd be like you guys said y'all was gonna come back in time and y'all not back yet okay. I'm not trying to get y'all that, will so. know when y'all will know <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> y'all will just see an uh, alert <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna send we're gonna send out a bat signal <laughs> anyway it's been great enjoy the rest of whatever summer this is <laughs> you know 
be safe as always and wear your mask. All right, guys. It's been great. Bye. Bye.